The Understable Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Roofing and Anchor.fm. Are you or someone you know looking for reliable contact for exterior renovations? Look no further. Give Spartan Roofing and Renovations a call to schedule your free consultation. With every project Spartan Roofing completes, they make a donation to the Dayton Disc Golf Club to help support the fast-growing community. If you have a minute, give them a like on Facebook and Instagram. Spartan Roofing services the greater Dayton area and is licensed and insured in the state of Ohio. To schedule your appointment, call 937-532-0315 and ask for Charles. Hey everybody, uh, the Understable Podcast is back for episode 40-something. We kind of lost track over the last couple weeks. Um, but this week, we are featuring out of Bedford, Texas, PDGA number... 49885 rated sponsored by Prodigy Disc Mr. GT Hancock. Welcome to the show, buddy. How you going, guys? Thank you for having me. So, we have you listed with 52 career wins and 3 wins this year including your first A tier win, which we'll get into that. But first things first, if you could give us a quick social media shout out, let everybody know where they can find you, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube if you got one. All those good places. GT Hancock on Facebook, and then I think it's GT-Hancock or GT.Hancock. I don't remember. I can never remember on that part on Instagram. <laughs> Let me check. GT.Hancock for for Instagram, um, but those are the two platforms I typically use. I don't have YouTube just yet. I don't, I don't know if I'm interesting enough. <laughs> you got to get on the YouTube train, man. Everybody's on it. I hear uh, but yeah, GT Hancock and GT Hancock on Facebook and Instagram, respectively. Awesome, awesome guys, check him out. Hit him up on Facebook, Instagram, and yeah, please. I will say, disc golf. I will say he's a real friendly guy, and we've been working on this episode since what Idlewild almost when I first talked to you down there. Was it Idlewild? Dude, I've met so many people this year. I, I couldn't tell you where I've met people and where I've seen them. I'm like. Oh, I know you. Uh, I just don't remember where. <laughs> yeah, I ran into you uh, at Idlewild as you're coming off the course. Okay. And shortly after that, I think I started messaging you about trying to get you on the show. And obviously, the, the tour life is crazy and and busy and all that. So, um, and we finally made it happen, and I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. I'm always excited to talk to fellow prodigy guys. It's amazing. Yeah. Again, thank you very much for having me. I do appreciate the uh, the opportunity. Yeah, for sure, man. Anytime. All right. So this year you played in and I took I took our some of our notes from Statmando. I've got ten okay. DGPT events with two majors and two silver series. Go ahead and tell us about your season this year. Um, it was my first opportunity to travel outside of Texas and the surrounding areas. Um uh I spent about five months on the road altogether, uh, maybe a little more, uh, maybe it was six, but I know I had a four month stretch where I was on the road and away from my home. Um, and that was a first, it was challenging. Um, I got a lot of support to start the year, but I didn't necessarily have the vehicle to make it work. Like sleeping wise, I have a really high quality vehicle. I mean, a Honda Accord has lasted me this whole year. Um, but I used that to travel in and sleep in every once in a while. And it wasn't the best. So first year on tour, all I can really say is I had an absolute blast, even though I didn't do what I would have liked and perform the way I would have liked in a lot of different situations in a lot of different States. Uh, Kentucky can go screw itself. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't do very good in Kentucky, to be honest, but um, there's a lot of places that I went and a lot of people I met this year that really make me want to do it again. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how much you guys know about me, but I play a lot. Uh, I played a lot uh, in the last pretty much since I've become a professional. It's it's pretty much been my job uh, to be a professional disc golfer. I've had a lot of opportunities to make that a dream. Uh, starting in 18. I know I'm kind of getting ranty, but uh, anyways, anyways, I, I just have had a lot of support and uh, just golf has been my job. Uh, I play a lot. Uh, I do hold the pro record of MPO 
record for tournaments played in a year, which is, I think I said 84. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if y'all knew that, but I play every weekend. So, uh, or I try to play every weekend. Uh, so yeah, disc golf's been my job and it was, it was an awesome opportunity to get it to allow disc golf to go outside of Texas and the surrounding three, four States this year. So it was a blast. I can't wait to do it again. I'm hoping for more support. Um, I, I honestly want to stay with Prodigy. Uh, I sure hope that happens. Um, my contract does come up at the end of the year, um, but uh, I'm working with uh, DGPM, uh, my agent group, to uh, increase what they can, what, what Prodigy can provide and what other companies can potentially help me with. But uh, yeah, disc golf, love it. Can't get enough. Prodigy Disc, if you're listening, Hook this man up, all right? For sure. He goes out there. We He goes out there every weekend and performs, puts on a great performance, wearing your stuff, throwing your discs. Hook this man up. I will say um, we had Josh on from DGPM a year and a half ago or a year ago, and yeah. uh, that was an awesome episode that we did. He's, he's such a, a cool guy, and we're hoping to get him back on later this year. Yeah, for sure. He's in training right now. Yep. He was telling me. Actually, he kind of hooked me up with the with battalion team. So he got me in Big touch guy. with Kirchner and kind of kicked that whole thing off for me. So that's pretty cool. Beautiful. I'm real, I'm real happy with that. What uh, line of service were you in before uh, you answer a question, ask a question? I was active duty Navy for eight years. Beautiful. My dad was in the Navy. So thank you for your service. Yeah, man. Anytime. I, I enjoyed it. And part of me wants to go back and part of me is like, eh, I'm done with that chapter. So <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. No, I understand. So you mentioned kind of being a little more disappointed than yourself over the course of the, the tour this year, the pro tour. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you say you did not meet your expectations for being first time on the tour or were you, I don't know. Yeah. Are you asking what directly didn't meet my expectations? No, sorry, I should rephrase that. My question was, did you meet your expectations over the tour? I didn't really have expectations. I mean, that's what I've learned to, to try to play with is zero expectations. So I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew it was going to be new. It was going to be something different than I've ever done. I mean, that's the longest time I've been able to spend away from <clears throat> Dallas Fort Worth you know my friends and family like I grew up down the street I've lived in Dallas Fort Worth all my life um I traveled Dallas Fort Worth all the time so it was it was it was taking a gamble on myself and finding what I can do and what I'm capable of and uh I don't think I I don't think I played to my my capabilities in a lot of situations this year I mean there's a definitely a couple of glimpses I mean just a quick look back. <clears throat> I finished 11th at Texas States, even though that's in my home state, that's still great with high quality players. Um, I was on chase card after three rounds at the uh, DDO dynamic disc open top of chase card. I mean, I was only a couple sticks back. That was that crazy windy week. Um, so there's definitely highlights and definitely opportunities where I did do really well. Um, but I just wasn't consistent enough and I did had to do a lot of learning as far as like um, how to train my body to play bigger courses on a consistent basis, even though I didn't want to play every day or my body didn't let me play every day. Um, so it was a lot of learning and a lot of growing. It just, um, I just wish I did better. I wish I was overall a little more consistent. What would you say was the biggest challenge going on tour this year for you? Uh, for me directly, the biggest challenge uh, would I would have to s label it with sleep. Uh, I did reference I slept in my Honda Accord. I slept in the front seat where I drove, so I had a driver's seat and a bed all in one. You know, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> my closet was my passenger seat. I had a cooler in my uh, rear passenger seat. I had part of my closet right behind me. I had all my supplies in my trunk, so. Sleep was probably the number one challenge. Um, so that's why I'm so interested in getting a van to where I can actually lay down. Um, but 
if we're going to go past sleep, I'll probably move to having to learn new courses so consistently and not being able to spend time with community, like local communities, uh, which I feel like I'm good with. I'm good with people. Um, I've spent a lot of time in management, so I've been able to uh, uh, hone my people skills and, and help people learn. And that's one of my favorite things to do as a professional is to help people learn, give them tips and tricks. And, and that was probably a big challenge. I did it a few times, but not enough. So learning new courses and then sleep and then not being able to speak to the smaller people that don't always go to the big tournaments that actually are really supporting me and really supporting the, the community and, and, and increasing our PDJ number count, which is, you know, what are we, 275,000 now, 250,000 now? Like, what are we, what are we, we're, it's a huge number now. Way like, up there, yeah. Crazy. Just to put that into perspective, I joined the PDJ in 2018 and my number is 103292. So we've gone up well over 100,000 people. Yeah, definitely. GT, I'm a fellow five-digit like yourself. Congratulations. What, what's your number? 71353. Okay, okay, okay. My number is 49885, which uh, we referenced earlier, but I joined in like late 2011, early 2012. I believe I joined in 2015. 2014 wow. or 15 one of the two so hey before you know it we're gonna be like ogs oh, remember like playing with people with four digit numbers and you're just like whoa they've been playing for so long <laughs> yeah yeah yep <clears throat> definitely yeah i think one of my oh. hardest parts about like when i was in the military was was being away from family yeah so i i'll just like for me being on tour now, granted I'm single, live by myself pretty much, and it wouldn't bother me to be on the road anymore. But when you're new at being away from family a lot and for long stretches, that can that can be taxing on your mental game and just your mental state of mind too. So there's no comfort to go back to. You're always trying to Yeah, there's just no comfort to come back to. Like the only comfort you have is your vehicle. And then a few friends you hang out with every once in a while. And that doesn't always like, they don't always play the best either. I don't always play the best. So it's a lot of times like attitudes just don't help. So the comfort is another, another good thing that you've referenced right there. Yeah, for sure. All right. So while we're talking about the tour, what were some of your highs and lows this year? I'm going to go lows first. Uh, just because I like to finish on a positive note. Um, I'll start with uh, Kentucky. Uh, when I was in Kentucky, I didn't do very well. Um, I didn't perform. I also didn't get very very lucky. And what I'm going to say lucky, I don't really know how to say this. Just like you better just play better instead of get lucky. Yeah. But yeah. in this situation, referencing Idlewild, the weather, I played early. I played in the rain all around one. As soon as it hit like noon, noon, 30, one o'clock, no rain, no wind. Okay, that's fine. I can do deal with that for one round. Okay, round two, same thing. I played it early. Rain, wind, noon, 30, one o'clock, half the field, no rain, no wind. How can I keep up when I, I mean, I know I didn't play well after round one, but like I didn't, I just, I'm getting back to back rough wind can, or weather conditions. Same thing in Kentucky. I played with a couple of like brand new, never played a pro tour, brand new, never even played an A tier players. It just, you know, not most favorable conditions and no reasons for me to play any worse, but it definitely doesn't help the situation when people have that are just as good as me, if not better, getting way better conditions and a higher quality card. It's just easier to have a better flow. Um, so Kentucky wasn't great for me. Um, some of my highs, um, Texas State did really well. I did really well in Kansas. Um, I was planning on doing really well in Worlds, but I injured myself right before the event, uh, which was kind of rough. So that's back to the low. Um, I really enjoyed my time in Michigan and Ohio. So those were a couple of highs. Um, 
yeah, I hope to spend more time in Michigan when the tour goes west. Um, I did enjoy being in that area. It's temperatures are nice. Temperatures are nice. The courses are nice. Um, you know, I've I just enjoy that area, that up north area, especially not being from there and spending my time in hundred degree weather every summer. It's nice to to be in consistent temperatures as you play. No crazy winds. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I did really enjoy going to the Northeast, um, putt confidently, which is one of my sponsors. Uh, if you haven't heard the champ cap is a putting tool. Um, something that's very, very helpful. Um, if you haven't tried one, I highly recommend it. Uh, those guys were a blessing to hang around with and be with. Um, so that was a very big high. Um, I got to spend some time with some of my Ohio new family slash friends in USDGC. So that was another, another big high. Um, but, uh, you know, just overall being on the tour was an absolute blast. And like I said before, that overall experience was such a big high. I can't wait to do it again. Like I'm, I'm just amped to go back and excited and I'm just working right now playing every other day, playing every day, taking a couple of days off, working on my skills, just trying to redo it again. I like, I like the attitude that you kind of carry into this because when you talk about um, your performance, I think it's easy for all of us as disc golfers, whether it be you, a professional player, or me, an advanced player, or a rack or a novice, it's so easy to get caught up in shoulda, coulda, woulda, did this. <laughs> Um, and I think finding, finding the balance of having fun and playing well, you know, and it seems like you, you've got the right attitude where it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm not playing well, but you've got all these other little like blessings and things to look forward to and things that you enjoyed. Like, I think the fact that you've reiterated how much you enjoy just being on the tour speaks a lot about you. And, and I think it's, it's, I think it's something that people should kind of take note of like yeah you can you can play bad at your local c tier b tier whatever but like are you make sure you're having fun like find pick out those people that you that you vibe with and like have fun you know you paid money to be there just have a good time like that's what it's for in the end definitely most definitely so we did mention you got your first a tier win this year the veterans park open yep that's correct you did get the ace on uh, on GK Pro. Yep. I, I had never I never saw the ace clip before I watched the cover. So I watched the uh, Veterans oh, Park cool. Open. So that was a surprise to me as well. So that was hole 10, 291. Yeah, yeah. How uphill is that shot compared to what it looks like on camera? Let's just put it this way. The whole basket, you know how the basket goes in the ground and typically you put like concrete? Yeah. That is above your head. There's definitely more elevation in other places. I mean, Texas is pretty flat, but that particular hole is pretty pretty elevated. I would say it's a good a good six feet above your head, and then you have to throw the disc. I don't know, fifty to hundred feet in the air just to clear a tree at the very top of the hill. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's not an overall hard shot. I think we're probably throwing three fifty to three seventy five overall power. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an uphill shot. Not going to lie. What did you throw on that shot? Um, so uh, if we're going back to 2021, I was struggling at the time with getting my nine speed or FX twos, nine, nine, nine and a half, 10 speeds. I mean, you can kind of categorize that the same style, but that style of disc up and over the tree, it was just, I was putting too much strain on my body and the disc just wasn't getting there consistently. Uh, so in practice, I was like, why don't I just go faster, but stick with stability? That way the disc will get there faster, but I'll do that typical dump to the ground. And uh, it did really well in practice. And then um, I had just taken a bad hole the previous hole, and I was kind of struggling. And I got to the tee, and I'm like, okay, I just need you to take a breath and relax. And if you go back and watch that clip, you can actually hear me take a big breath. And, and that's one thing I'm going to say before I talk about the ace a little bit more. Breathing is very important when you play disc golf. Make sure you are breathing or paying attention to your breathing um, because it can help 
take away what your mind wants to think about. It'll help focus you a little bit more. So spend time learning how to breathe and paying attention to your breathing. But I took that big breath. I threw it and it, and it went in. And, and then the reaction on the video, like there was a guy at the very top of the hill, but before he kind of crossed the trees, he did this like, here, I'm going to kind of show you. He did this like, <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so I was like, like, what does that mean? Cause the crowd like kind of like roared a little weird to me. Like they, yeah, it was like a shocked, <sighs> like, I don't know. It was weird. So I didn't know how to react. I didn't know what was going on. Oh yeah. And you had uh, the hands up the whole, you're just like, like, what, what yeah. happened? Did I actually hit it or what? Yep. And so I ran up there and you know, it's in the freaking basket. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like that course. I mean, I haven't played it, obviously. I kind of just hang out in good old Michigan. But yeah. w- when I I watch that tournament every year, because it's one of the earlier coverages that we get, um, yep. as far as, like, it's one of the first tournaments where, like, you know, we're, like, in Michigan and Ohio, we're, like, defrosting. Yeah. And we get some good disc golf coverage, and we're, like, yes, Veterans Park is uh, one of the first ones. So I always watch that one. I always – I like that course – and it always impresses me, like, when I watch it and I see a lot of the elevation and the types of shots that have to be thrown, like, there's a couple shots I think that it's, like, you're throwing straight up and it's almost like a left to right, you know, and it's huge elevation. So it's, like, that seeing that, like, that that's, like, an indication of, like, pro-level power when I watch that. I'm, like, oh, okay, like, these guys are really, like, smashing the disc. So I like that course, man. Yeah, it's fun. It actually, it kind of reminds me of a, a few holes on Hudson Mills. The, the, I think it's the monster portion where you play, it's like a par three where you have like a couple of trees and you play over a little bit of a valley and then onto like a hill. Veterans is kind of similar to that where you play through a couple of trees, but over some like shorter stuff and there's a couple of dips and unexpected unexpected like valleys and stuff so it, it kind of reminds me of uh hudson mills i think it's whole seven or so yeah that's yeah. on the east side right um yeah it's it's definitely on the um the monster combo like only the online all, all i know about is playing the combo and the monster yep. like so i don't know necessarily what like order i've only played like 18 holes okay 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 yeah yeah per session at that course not the whole course straight up so I don't know what number, but it's one of the harder part threes. It's like 340 through some trees. It, anyways, it reminds me of that. Yeah. So we talked about Prodigy a little bit earlier and how you're trying to re-up with them. Yep. Is there uh, anything specifically that brought you to Prodigy Disc? Um, okay, so I don't know if you guys have heard this name, and uh, this name was real popular in our area um, because Dynamic Disc was – popular has been popular in the, the 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 texas oklahoma kansas area um his name is donald ellsworth he goes by giggler um he was on dd at the time and dd did a team trilogy or a little like small sponsorship program that a higher level player would pick out some like ams or up-and-coming players and would try to get him sponsored <clears throat> well he was like i want to do that for you like talking to me directly and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not a, not the biggest fan of trilogy, but I'll see where it goes. Well, things went down for him like negatively with trilogy. So he moved to prodigy. And so when he went to prodigy, he was like, I'm going to try the same thing. He, he knew Will very well. He knew Phil Arthur at the time was with prodigy, um, which now I think is EV seven or, right ev7 the putter company um but um he knew those guys really well and he was like i need you guys to check out gt hancock and and then donald was like email them within the hour they responded and so it wasn't like i didn't necessarily care where i was gonna go or had a had a desire i just i felt like i was good enough to be sponsored and i got an opportunity to get my foot in the door and uh I picked up some some Prodigy discs that weekend. I played a couple of minis. I won every single mini I played. I was like, I think it was like three minis in a row. It was also windy, you know, t- typical Texas wind. 
uh, adverse conditions, never played with these discs. I had some ideas, you know, I've talked to some, some, some locals around here that have played with Prodigy before and was like, try this, this will be compared to what you're throwing. This will be like what you should putt with. And they worked immediately, absolutely immediately. And I'm like, this is kind of crazy. And it made me like realize I'm very, very capable it doesn't matter what I throw. It's, it's all a matter of like how I believe and how I think. And that kind of opened up a big like door for me. And then like three weeks later, I go play an A tier in Belton, the open in Belton. We have like big level players. We've got Kevin Jones, Paul Ulibar, James Conrad, uh, Joel Freeman. After two rounds, I was on the lead card. I had just played with Prodigy for like three, four weeks. And that just keeps opening more doors and just, you know, everything has started clicking from there. And I'm like, well, I don't want to want to go anywhere else. They've already wanted to support me like right away. They're they're without, you know, I'm on a non-compete. So without saying anything crazy, but they're 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 paying me to play disc golf and they've been a big supporter. And I love their company. I love the people that I have encountered with and encountered with or talked to and spent time with and hung out with. I mean, I'll just can't go on and on and on. I just absolutely love Prodigy. And I feel like there's a lot they offer and a lot they can keep offering and a lot they can grow with and just nothing but positive from Prodigy. That's pretty sick, man. Sounds like a little, like a match made in heaven, honestly. Yeah, it was, it's perfect. It's been perfect to be perfectly honest. So Brandon's a big trilogy guy, but you know, Brandon, elevate your game, throw prodigy. Hey, yeah. Hey, we'll get you on some. Yeah. Hey, GT, if you get them to sign me, especially on a, on a money contract, if they're looking for nine twenty seven rated players, they're paying big money. Tell them, you know, a guy. All right. I know a guy. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it seems like your growth from amateur to pro was really uh, accelerated is something that you, you know, there was a big, a big jump there. Um, how did you go about like, when, how did you go about going from AM to pro? Like when, when was the moment where you were like, I can do this. I can hang with the big dogs. Like, tell us about that. Um, so going back to veterans park, that's my home course. I have spent, if you remember the central coast coverage, they referenced me throwing 10,000 shots on hole one. That's not a joke. I've literally thrown 10,000 plus shots off hole one, practicing my form, practicing learning how to throw a disc, practicing certain grips, practicing certain shot selections. Um, I, I would play there every Sunday morning and we would have a mini at every Sunday morning and a couple of local pros. I was playing with them one day on just by chance I got on their card and uh, I was doing really well and I've been doing really well. And I ended up shooting like a five down, uh, but I got crushed. Someone else shot like a nine down, but those people that I was playing on the card with, which, which for some of the, excuse me, the Dallas Fort Worth people will know the names, Bryce Longerbone and Chris Pepperling were both like the first two people to ever like, dude, you've got some really good game. If you can just keep practicing and keep trusting yourself and keep finding ways to improve, like, you can do something. And, um, you know, that kind of, that kind of propelled me. You know, there was a lot going on with my life to where disc golf was like the answer for me in a lot of different situations. Um, I feel like I've always been a very athletic person. I've always been in high, like when I got to disc golf, I was at a very high level at football. Um, in Texas, I went to Euless Trinity Eulis uh, Trinity is well known for the Haka, and we won like four state championships, three state championships in a five-year span. So we were big in football when I was in football. So I was a high-level athlete, and I felt like I was capable. Found disc golf, got good. I taught myself. I, you know, I, I. So I'll start with this. I learned to play. I learned disc golf because I used to play with an ultimate disc. Um, at night we would, um, play video games, play call of duty zombies back in the day. Uh, you know, you can't play call of duty all night. You get frustrated every once in a while. And they're like, 
we'll just go out in the street, street light and let's throw the football for a little while. Well, that got kind of boring. I'm like, dude, my dad has a Frisbee. Let me go grab that Frisbee from the closet and let's try that Frisbee. And so we played with this ultimate Frisbee and we played with it so much that we broke it. And so we were like, so where can we find like a replacement for this? We're like a, a, a Academy or Dick Sporting Goods or play it again. We went to Academy Sporting Goods and we went down the aisle and they're like, like, what are, what are all these like plate looking things? Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> it was like a perfect time frame where I couldn't play a lot of sports anymore because of injuries. I found something that uh, uh, I've always wanted to do, which was golf, but I didn't really have the financials to do so. Uh, Frisbees I always liked kind of all like came together. I was good right away. I was throwing far right away. I had halfway decent form. So to answer your actual question, when I, when I made that jump, it was just like people outside of myself were like, dude, you're actually good. And I'm like, well, everything's working out for me. I, I, I'm a general manager of a store at the time. I got free time in the afternoons. Dallas-Fort Worth has 75 courses in a 45-minute radius. If y'all didn't know that, we're, we're like number one in the nation as far as like courses per like capita. I did um, not know that. That's actually that's actually really interesting. I wouldn't have yeah, guessed, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So if, if, if you guys break out UDISC real quick and go down to Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, and just look at the map, I'm literally in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, so like, just like this perfect storm came together. I was injured in high school. I dislocated my left shoulder 20 plus times in high school. I had the desire to play a lot of professional sports or something like that I was good at. Like I, I, I'm an athlete, you know, I wanted to prove that I was good. And, and I found disc golf, found something that I was passionate about, kept practicing. I've literally played every week since like my junior year of high school, Someone told me I was good. I kept practicing and I made that jump. And when what really another thing that really opened my eyes, my first pro event was the Veterans Park Open, but Paul McBeth was there, right? And our, our top of the world shot that we played, which was a uh, whole eight during the round, um, I had the longest drive during the event with Paul McBeth at this event, Greg Barsby. I mean, like high level players. I had the longest drive. And it was my first pro event. And it's like, dude, like everything just like, it just keeps coming together at the same time. And it's just like, I took it and ran with it. And I've been playing ever since. That's pretty sick. I, I got to say, um, you said you played football in Texas, right? And you played That's well. Right. You said you won yes. four state championships. I was a part of three. I think the school school won four. Okay. So like that says a lot right there because Texas doesn't mess around when it comes to football at any level, at <clears throat> any level. So if you're performing well playing football at any level in Texas, then that's just, you know what I mean? I'm not surprised that it translated to you being a good disc golfer. Yeah. Are you excited that TCU is going to the playoffs? It looks like. Um, to be honest, I'm not a big college guy. Ooh. So, I mean, I do support Texas, like, everything i just don't watch college like that i'm more of a professional kind of guy um because i try to be professional i am professional you know <laughs> that's fair um the but, yeah professional professionals uh is the way i typically watch sports so i'm a big texas guy in any professional sports but i'm i'm happy to see tcu doing well i'm not gonna say i'm not upset about it <laughs> are you are you a cowboys fan yeah, huge Cowboys fan. Oh, okay. Cowboys, Rangers, Mavericks, Dallas Stars. We're doing real, really well in hockey. Um, I do watch uh, all baseball, so I try to watch the Astros every once in a while. I can't really watch the Texans because, I mean. Yeah, they're, yeah. San Antonio, they're, I don't like too much. I mean, yeah. I really like, uh, I mean, I, I watch them, you know. I just try to support all Texas pro sports, but mostly yeah. DFW. Your your boys beat my boys earlier. I'm, I'm I'm a random Bengals fan in Michigan. Don't ask why, but yeah, I was upset about that one. Well, y'all are close to Ohio, and it's not it's not a big leap. No, it's not. It's not. It, their uniforms are cool, you know. 
that I was young and impressionable. I thought they had cool uniforms. Just started following them was, when Chad Ocho Cinco was on the team. Oh, still. Ocho! Yeah, so yeah, that just that guy was. I just got drawn in. He he was something special. He really was. Yeah, and now look at me. I'm suffering. Anyway, back to <laughs> disc golf. <laughs> oh, Mark, you got we, questions? Yeah. What, what what's up? I was just gonna say, in a weird thought about being in that like area it's weird for me as a texan to travel between states so like frequently right it takes you forever to get to neighboring states right um uh to go to oklahoma it takes about an hour and a half which is not big but like everything else like louisiana is two hours arkansas is two and a half colorado is 11 uh what is it to the west of us new mexico is like a whole day (laughs) holy cow really yeah, it even Hold takes it. like nine hours to get to the very, very tip or 10 hours to get to the very, very tip of like the where it gets to the wow Gulf and meets Mexico. So, yeah. I can attest that the miles in Texas are longer than your standard mile. <laughs> so 2019, and this is relatable to you having to be in your car for the tour. Uh, my best friend moved down to Abilene. And I drove down to play the wild hare. Okay, sick. And Emerson was there, which I I had no clue who he was at the time. I'm a rec player. I don't know who these pros are. But I had just worked a 13-hour shift. Okay. And I had a brand-new Kia Soul. So I had a little bit of a a hatchback there to work with. I basically drove straight through 17 and a half hours from Cincinnati, Ohio to Abilene popping into rest stops here and there, you know, to getting two hours of sleep at a time. And I made it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's sleeping in your car is not fun. I mean, I've done it. I hate it. I hope I never have to do it again. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you're, when you're trying to prep for a tournament, it's even worse than the course you never played. Yeah. I mean, that's physically that's taxing and mentally that's taxing. And, just makes for not the best situations for competing. And then now I'm playing against the best players in the world. Now it's not just like, I'm like top five guaranteed. Now it's like, I maybe if I'm lucky on a good day, top five, you know, like, mm-hmm. right. It's just, it was difficult. I'm not going to lie, but it's so addicting. And I feel like I'm right there and I feel like I'm so close and I feel like I can compete. I feel like I'm good enough. I feel like I, I spent the time. Can't wait to go back. So you talked a little bit about kind of getting into disc golf and throwing the ultimate frisbee in, in the street and stuff. But what was the actual, what turned the light bulb on to get you into disc golf like full time? Um, I mean, it's like I said, it's been a perfect storm. So like, like I don't know if y'all looked up your U disc app yet or not, but like, we, I'm not not only with us having, for me, I'm literally in the central. Yeah, can y'all see that? I'm literally in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm in the middle of all of those courses. So with that being said, there's miniature tournaments or what we call minis. Every, y'all up north call them leagues. Yep. Every night of the week, and a lot of times it was every morning and every night, every morning, every night, like two different places. You can travel all over the Metroplex, and I was starting to make money. I was better than my friends. I was starting to beat people that – I idolized at the time in the Texas area, like Miles Seaborn, J.D. Ramirez, and I can go on with big names that are now Masters age players. I mean, Nolan Grider is almost there at that that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I've played with Emerson pretty much his whole career. Uh, Luke Humphreys is in this area for a little while. I mean, Luke Perkins. I mean, Bradley Williams. You got Mason Ford now, Connor O'Reilly. I mean, I, I can just keep going on and on and on. I just started doing well and I'm like, I love this. I'm, I can make money at it. And I just saw like the value of disc golf, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like, I can do, I can be a number one player. I feel like I, I have the tools. I, I can throw every shot except for the grenade. So <laughs> Talk to KJ. The grenade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it just like was a perfect storm. I mean, for me, it all just kind of came together and it's been a passion and a love and something I just can't get absolutely enough of. Like, for example, I played two rounds yesterday. I made 
200 bucks playing disc golf. Oh my gosh, dude, that'd be so nice. Yeah. All right, so let's fast forward a little bit. Um, next okay. year, let's, let's talk 2023 tour. Um, what does your schedule look like for next year? And with that, uh, for, are you planning on touring full time? I know you mentioned not doing the West Coast swing, but outside of that, what's your what's yeah, your schedule so, looking like? Um, I have not. I okay. So I will start with. I did qualify for a pro tour card, so I'm going to be hitting as absolutely many pro tours as I possibly can. Um, because again, like I said last year, I was super close. I feel like if I can upgrade my sleep sleep opportunity, I can be even closer and 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 do even better. Um, I have plans to spend more effort in improving my physical health, um, but main plan uh, hit the Texas swing. As soon as the Texas swing leaves, I'm leaving. I'm I'm hitting the tour again. Um, I do not plan on going west. Uh, to be perfectly honest, um, I have some some close friends that went West and um, did very well and did not break a whole lot of money. Like didn't bring back a whole lot of money. And uh, I, uh, I mean, maybe there's, there, there's a possibility, but I just, I just enjoyed the central part of the United States, the Northern central part of the United States so much that I, I think I can do very similar to what I did play the pro tour until it goes west, play a couple of eight tiers in the central United States, jump back on the pro tour, mix it in with some eight tiers. I'm really going to hope to try to find more opportunities to hit local scenes. Um, now that I, excuse me, don't have to spend so much effort on practicing brand new courses. It won't be so, oh, a new course this weekend. Oh, and this weekend, and this weekend, and this weekend. Oh, and this weekend. Oh, don't forget this weekend and this weekend. So um, definitely a pro tour and, um, you know, try to get bigger and better. You know, I try to meet more people, you know, try to just keep, keep growing just like the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Love it, man. Love it. So you mentioned earlier about having zero expectations and I can get that. Like as far as going into a tournament without setting a level, like you want to do this, you know, this well or place in the spot but do you have any expectations on yourself for like disc golf improvement or mental game improvement or um, just improving yourself on tour next year? Yeah. So like I referenced, I'm definitely going to work on trying to be more physically fit. Um, So that's one thing I am working on. And uh, I have a um, a close friend that's uh, very financially stable and that's helped me with a lot of things in that style of trying to be prepared, he just gave me this nutrition book that I cannot wait to read. So physical health, nutrition, um, and then obviously keep trying to find more ways to improve my mental state and my my mental capabilities. Um, That's one thing that has helped me in the last two or three years is finding, um, golf, uh, golf training and golf mental management and applying it to disc golf because it's, there's literally not much different. All you have to do is, um, apply their lingo, lingo and input our lingo or take away their lingo and input our lingo. But they, they offer so much as far as like how to approach, how to, how to, decompress how to manage how to just left and right so you know i feel like my game is very consistent i i can throw most shots so it's more of like trying to improve my mental state of my mind and my physical capabilities to keep pushing myself to that next level because i feel like if i can do all of those things like the the physical stress on my body just starts going away and I'm, I'm more, I have more muscle around my body instead of less muscle. You know what I mean? Right. There's no, there's, I mean, just look at Ricky Wysocki. As soon as he got that Lyme disease, he found a dietitian, a dietitian, a nutritionist, uh, 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 a physical a physician. And that, that dude outside of winning worlds this year was the best player in the world. Yeah. Almost no one can argue that. You know what I mean? Right. So 
So physical health, I know is going to do a lot. And that's one thing I'm really excited to get back into. I haven't spent time working out since high school. I would love to be able to do that. You know, I, I can already throw five bills on the backhand, 400 on the forehand, you know, I can always gain, gain distance. You know, I can always improve with more muscle. And I think that's very possible and more better elasticity and better durability. And, you know, you see where I'm going. Yeah, for sure. All right, Brandon, you had a couple more. Yeah, I got some fun little sort of quick hitters before we get into fan questions. Um, and maybe you alluded to some of this earlier. When you're not out throwing discs, what are your some what are some other hobbies you enjoy? Um, I spend a lot of time with my girlfriend. I'll say that. Great um, I love watching I love watching professional sports. <laughs> um, so baseball, basketball, football, um, hanging out with friends, especially when I'm back in Texas. Uh, when I was on the tour, there was it was just hanging out, hanging out with the tour homies. Uh, John Willis is probably the number one guy I hung out with this year. Um, definitely one of my my most favorite people to hang out with. Um, a lot of the Texas people I'm real close with. I got really close with a lot of Castaplast guys, Ooh. and a, a couple of the uh, Michiganders, or Michiganians. How am I supposed to say that? Michiganders. Michiganders. <laughs> Michiganians. I like that though. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, like Tim Barham. I know Noah Meinsum is not Michigan, but he's he's plays a lot in that area. Yep, yep. Um, there's a couple other people I can't think of off the top of my head, but oh, you know, um, uh, Kyle Klein. Yeah, well, kind of. He, I mean, I know him. I've, I've spent a little bit of time with him, but not like that. <clears throat> he's he's a little younger than me. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. We also have um, Reed Frescura. Yeah, I like Reed a lot. Reed, Reed's pretty. Me and Reed are pretty cool. And Andy, Andrew Marweed, we're pretty cool. Oh yeah, like Marweed. That was the next one. We got I've Willie Prince. A, I've played a lot with Andy this year, Andrew. Whatever, whatever he wants. I always ask him, "Hey, what do you want?" He goes, "I don't care." Yeah. Like, well, I care because I freaking can't get people to say two letters half the time. I try to tell them my name. <laughs> What's the GT stand for? Um, okay, so I typically make people guess. So I'm gonna have you guys guess too. I'll give you two hints, and I assume y'all are about my age, so I think these hints are are, will pertain to you. So for the first one is a president, which should be pretty easy. The second one is an action sports star or a drummer, and both of those guys were really popular in the 2010 era. Is Is it George? Yep, George. Okay, George. And then an action star slash drummer. No, they're two different people, but they have the same same name. Action sports star or a drummer. And the drummer is of a very popular band that has a number in the band. Mm. Number in the band. Oh, Trent. Nope. Is it Trent? Trent. Close. Okay, I was gonna say Close. I was thinking Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, but I don't know if he he programs all his drums. He doesn't actually play. There's there's another number in a, in a band that you're 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 in that same time frame. Mm. Is it ten Maybe years? Maybe Nine Inch Nails was. What'd you say? Is it ten years? Nope. No. Close. It's I got a little nothing. lighter. What's that? It's a little lighter. Not not so heavy. Not so heavy. all right i I give up i give up i'll give you the band names before you can get the uh the actual name okay blink 182 oh um their drummer was super popular yeah (sighs) i'm drawing a blank he's super tatted yeah 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 he's uh the other he does like he does his own thing now although they, they just got back together he does his own but he was doing his own thing uh tony Nope. No, the other the, the action sports star was a motocross superstar. He was the first person in the world to do a double backflip on a motocross. All I know of is evil Knievel, man. All I know of is evil Knievel. Oh, you you've heard these names. I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be mad. Just Travis. Right, go. All right. No, not Travis. Travis Pastrana. Travis Barker. And Travis Barker. Travis Barker. Yep. As, as, yeah, it was Travis. Yeah. So George Travis is what GT stands for. George Travis. Okay. Interesting. You, you like GT better? Well, I didn't pick. So my mom and dad couldn't choose between my dad's first name 
and his dad's first name and my mom's favorite uncle. So I kind of got both. And then GT sounds pretty cool. So it's, I've gone by GT as far as I can freaking remember. Also, uh, I totally on the podcast got owned on my music knowledge. I'm more of a hard rock metal kind of guy, as you could probably tell from my guesses. You were close. Like I said, it was a little lighter. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't go much lighter than that unless we're talking classic rock. Yeah, for sure. So one more question before we get into fan questions. Do you have any goals outside of disc golf, like for just your life in general or something that you've been working towards? Like what's what's something that you have that's maybe beyond disc golf goals or or kind of like in line with it um well uh the the girlfriend i referenced i've actually been with for quite a while and uh, i would love to be able to uh to to marry her so i want to be able to get uh, a ring for her and uh disc golf has been helping with that let's go able to provide a bunch of money i mean like i referenced i was paid to play this year um so it's uh that's that's probably one of the goals is definitely make her a big portion of my life um and then you know disc golf has really taken over my life and now the biggest goal is to get a a very solid van like i I hope to get as new as possible van that i'm going to be in for years on end and uh i hope she can come with me too so um it, it honestly comes back to disc golf but marry my girl and and then again back to disc golf i really want to get in better shape better physical shape i want to have a better diet i want to kind of cut out i'm a big chocolate guy i absolutely love sweets Um, i've been working on trying to cut out sweets this year and stay away from sodas and so get better physically fit and hopefully get my girl to be my future girl and forever girl you know you got your priorities straight man that 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 real I feel like that helps with your disc golf game. Like you've got your priorities, so you got your goals, and then when you're outside of disc golf, you're just hanging with the homies and you're watching sports. Like you you've got this really chill mentality, you know, like everything is super chill. So then you can put all of that like competitive uh and like all that energy towards disc golf, you know, like that makes you better. Like you're not splitting your time between tons of different things, it's just like I got me and my disc golf and my and my homies and my girl. You know what I yeah, mean? That's, like that's I literally like my life. I like it, man. All right, Mark. We got fan All questions. Right. We'll jump into fan questions, but I'm actually gonna steal one of them as a pro tip, which we haven't done in quite some time. So JP Witt posted quite a few questions for you. Yeah, JP. Um, I'm actually stealing one of his questions for a pro tip because I'm curious on your thoughts. Um, his questions about field work routine, and when you aren't working on something specific, are there any routines you find vital, or are you always working on specific things? Okay, so he said a key word in there: routine. Routine is probably the most important thing that, as a professional disc golfer, uh, helps keep us sane and able to do what we do. Um, so for me, when I putt, if we're just going to talk about putting directly, I always want to make sure I'm comfortable. I always make sure both of my feet are pointing at the bucket, both of my toes, um, because I putt between my legs. So I try to keep as square as possible to the basket. And then um, I always try to make sure I take a breath before I putt, like, big deep breath and then my putt count is one two i go on three every time um so uh practicing a routine is the utmost important thing uh when it comes to practicing uh so i will start with that uh when it comes to practicing overall you have to practice everything you can't pick a certain thing. You can't stick with a certain thing. And what, why I say that is when I was learning to play and growing and, and trying to get better, my goal as a player 
was to be a Swiss Army knife. I wanted to be able to throw any shot, no matter what, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance. Um, so I think it's most important to spend practicing time frames on everything in your game. So you should, and your brain works best uh, at 15 minute incre increments of practicing. So putt for 15 minutes, go spend 15 minutes, putter standstill up shots, putter forehand up shots, backhand up shots, forehand up shots. So spending certain times, 15 minutes at a time, at a certain movement, then find something else. Take a break, take a cigarette break. I mean, I'm not a cigarette smoker. Take a lunch break, take a snack break, take a water break, take a stretch break. I mean, whatever floats your boat, 15 minutes, move to the next thing. 15 minutes, move to the next thing. Now with practice being said, I think the easiest thing to do to practice, I pride myself in being early and being at the course before everybody. The reason why is because I try to spend an hour to an hour and a half throwing my whole bag. With that being said, I always start slow. I throw my putters nice and slow, easy backhand. I do a couple of slow forehands. I do a couple of backhand mid ranges, a couple of forehands, a couple of a halfway decent big drives. And then what I do from there is where all those discs land, I put my bag down and try to throw that same disc on a totally different shot, but practice a shot that is viable. Back to the bag. Now I'm practicing distance control. Now I'm practicing aiming. So I try to be to the course before everybody. I try to warm up an hour every single time I play because I want to know what my bag does each day because it's never the same. I mean, it's, I know discs fly similar. I know they fly, you know, consistent, but they're not always the same. In certain days, you're releasing really good. Certain days, your timing's off. Certain days, your straddle putt feels better. Certain days, your regular putt feels better. So I try to find what feels good for the day. I try to be very loose before I play. So that's my my recommendations. Awesome. Good, good advice. Very solid advice. All right, guys. Our fan questions this week are brought to us by Hazy Shade Disc Golf and More. Swing into the store, check them out, and date in or go to hazyshade.com and find yourself some cool new discs or bags or whatever it is you need for the course. All right. Again, fan questions. All of them are brought to us by JP. So um, he said hey, JP. He, he's been working on every part of his game, but one that always needs improvement is his mental game. What advice do you have for someone to get over that bad shot? Or does that bad shot just motivate you to do better? Okay, so certain situations, bad shots do motivate you. Um, we referenced my ace at Veterans Park earlier uh, from 2021. Um, I had just missed some putts. I had just taken a bogey on a very easy birdie hole. So the next shot, I was really motivated to focus on my targets and what I wanted to do. And not the outcome. So that's another thing you want to think about is trying to be focused on the process of doing well, not the outcome of doing well. So try to focus on doing the best you possibly can one shot at a time. And it's difficult, but that's probably the best thing I can say to you is really keep hounding one shot, one shot. And there's a couple of tips um, you can do to help keep yourself in the moment. Um, one tip I got from my homie Luke Humphreys. Uh, this was a while back. Uh, we all know Luke, Luke and Hogan. Those are the homies. I just actually got to do a skins match with Luke out at uh, one of our new up-and-coming courses, The Hideaway. Um, but please check that out when you get a chance. The GK guys are fantastic. Quick little plug there. But Luke uh, was talking to me one day, and he's like, you only have 10, shot, 10 steps after your bad shot to think about it. So with that being said, I throw this bad shot. I catch a tree, it goes wherever. It's not a birdie. I have 10 steps as I'm walking from where I throw to my shot, and I try to count out those 10 steps to think about what happened. 10 steps are done, I'm done. 
now, with that being said, now I start thinking about what can keep me present in mind and present in the situation. So then I pick out three things in person that I can describe. Oh, that grass is green. Oh, that's a brown patch of grass. Oh, that's a big puddle of mud. Oh, that's a redwood. Oh, that's a fern. You know what I mean? Like you pick three certain three things to help bring you back to that moment. And then you get back to your shot and you really do your best to focus on your target and uh, do the best you can to perform the best you can and let it be. Essentially, you're, you're finding a way to distract yourself from a bad shot and focus on something positive. Nailed it. All right, Brandon. All right. So if someone wanted to set up lessons with you in the Dayton-Fort Worth area, how would they go about doing that? Um, they can message me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, Ideal Discs is my local disc shop. Um, they sponsor me, and I, they will be sponsoring me in the future. I guarantee it. Um, you can talk to them, too. Um, they have my phone number. Um, so idealdisc.com, you can email them. You can see them on social media as well, Instagram and Facebook. Um, I mean, if you want, you can uh, message me on there, and I'll eventually give you my cell phone number. We can talk that way. But uh, Facebook and Instagram, just, just message me. I love talking disc golf. I love helping people. Don't be afraid to talk to me. I, I'm, I feel like I'm very easy to talk to. I'm very easygoing. I have a lot of knowledge I'd love to pass to you. Um, just, you know, pay for my time and I'll, I'll be glad to help you. I promise you, I'll even talk to you after we pre we spend our time learning at, with anything. Like it doesn't even have to be disc golf. Just message me. I, I like to talk to people. All right. So JP's got another one. He says, I normally throw understable uphill and overstable downhill as a general rule. Are there times when you will do the opposite? Is this more about touch or? I would say it's more about knowledge of your discs. Um, so it's more about knowledge of a shot that you're capable of and what you think your highest percentage of the shot you're capable of will match with that hole. Um, so there's always obviously any situation or there's obviously every situation or certain situations where understable works great uphill overstable works great downhill but it can go either way you can throw overstable uphill excuse me for example we referenced my veterans park ace again that was uphill i was throwing driver overstable okay so it's more about a knowledge of a shot that you can produce and that will bring me back to when I practice throwing my whole bag. That's what I'm trying to find shots that I can produce and put at any course, no matter where I go. All right. And our last fan question again, JP, I have a hard time changing the pace of my run up too fast and my arms drag and I throw early. Too slow, my lower body timing is off when I pull my shot. Should I just be focusing on getting consistent before too many changes to my run-up? Um, I, I personally think, I mean, we can go a number of ways. You can think about James Conrad running. You can think about Corey Ellis with a three-stepper. The, the end result of where you finish where you start the finish of your throw, where you finish the start of your throw, the body position is the most important. And for me, I think to help get yourself in best position, you need to have solid form, which is relatively easy to find. And then with that being said, practice that enough to where you can not think about it and focus on your target. So if you're focusing on the target, it takes away, in my opinion, run up. I, I had I had to spend time thinking about run up a lot before it got to where it was like, it's not a thought. So find something that's comfortable, be comfortable with a run up and just try to practice the run up as often as you can. 
I mean, you don't even have to have a disc. You can just practice when you're just kind of hanging out and just practice your swing. Just, um, I think speed is not super important. I think the final result, again, the start of the final result of where you position your body to throw is the most important part. And to help get yourself in that situation, either find videos online or find a local pro to help get yourself in that certain position to where you can succeed, then you practice it. And then finally, you really want to get to the point where you're only thinking about targets. So yeah, speed, I don't think is super important. JP, one more thing you could also do is you could, I don't know where you're from, JP. You could go to Texas. He's, he's up, from here. Oh, he is? Okay, hey, he JP. From here. JP, send, send uh, GT a message after you listen to this podcast hook up with them, personal lessons, just like he mentioned before. Diagnose that form in person. Yeah. So my best or friend. I can do online. There you go. Yeah, you can send me a video and we can, we can work, out, work out something that way too if you want. Perfect. So my best friend that I mentioned that moved to Texas, he actually moved back to Ohio this year, and he's local now. And one of the things that he helped me do out just out in my side yard, I had to put up a golf net as a target and I just took my putters into a standstill to work on the timing of the reach back to the weight shift and then coming back forward. And that's, that's helped me a ton. Just getting all that, all the moment or all the motions in time was huge for me. So yeah, as, that's a good one. as Danny Lindo likes to say, slow is smooth and smooth as far. Oh, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I may not be a biggest fan of that guy. He's kind of strange, but I agree yeah. with that statement. <laughs> He's There's definitely... more story to behind that. There's some in-person <laughs> stuff that was interesting to say the least, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. It's not important. Right. Maybe we'll dive into that on, when we get to GT on understable part two someday, maybe we'll <laughs> dive into that stuff. Yeah. I mean, whenever you guys want, I'm, I'm whenever you want. Uh, I'll be available. Well, cool. So got to throw a plug for us out there. Um, we do actually have our own merchandise on Spreadshop. And if you go to HTTPS colon double backslash the understable podcast dot spreadshop dot com, you can find a whole line of merchandise that we have hats, hoodies, shirts, um, coffee mugs. If you drink coffee, um, Light up, swag yourself up. You're going to look good. We guarantee it. Yeah. Your merchandise is pretty customizable as far as like you can move the logos around and stuff um we're currently running a special of 15 percent off and free standard shipping so if you guys want to help support the channel a little better go buy some swag and help us out um, but other than that until next episode keep it in the fairway <laughs>